Welcome to the podcast, Your Turn Women, with your host, Melody Holman. In this podcast, we'll explore women's health with stories, interviews, and the cheers for when goals are achieved. But the best part of all will be for you, as a woman, to learn to say fuck off to everyone who tells you what you should do, and to say yes to taking back what you need to be at your optimum health. Hey friends, this is Melody with Your Turn Women, and I am fortunate enough to be here today with Michelle Coy of Michelle Coy Enterprises. And Michelle and I go way back. She joined Your Turn years ago in a Couch to 5K we had with her friend Linda. And I can't remember if you had Linda come in or if Linda had you come in. But I believe I found you and encouraged Linda to come in. Yeah, we'll, we're going to roll it that way regardless. Yes. Linda, you can dispute us if you want later. Um, <laughs> and so Michelle came, and ever since then, we've had a loose touch, I would say. She lives, she doesn't live in Kalamazoo. She lives a little bit out. So coming to Kalamazoo to do some of our programs is a bit of a drive. And there was a time that she was working very full-time, and then some. She's going to talk a little bit about that too. But Michelle, I want to say thank you for coming and welcome to the Your Turn podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. So the first question I like to ask everyone is, what does health mean to you? Health means to me, it's more than the food that you put in your body. It's more than the movement, but it's the whole body, mind, spirit aspect. You need to have movement to keep your body healthy you need to keep your mind without a good mindset you're yeah. not going to be able to do the rest of them that's right and food is what helps feed us helps yeah. give us energy helps heal our body and so the whole food mind body spirit is what i believe that health is to me yeah and so years ago, you did start on a healthy movement, but I also know that you worked so much. You were the should girl, right? You were doing all the things you should do, right? You earned the living for your family and you made sure that they were the ones being taken care of and you put yourself on the back burner. Do you feel like that was the case for you? Yes. Um, when I was working, because my mindset told me in order to make money and support your household, you needed to work and you need to work hard. And my dad was a workaholic and through his modeling, that's what I thought I should do as well. I had been on a great healthy kick. I was walking, I was running, I was doing your turn. And then my dad passed away mm -hmm. and suddenly I fell back into those old patterns. I put myself last. Yeah. I wasn't keeping up with my spiritual practice. Uh, food went to the wayside. Fast food became the, the habit again, not the mindful eating. And as a result, I'm back right where I started. Yeah. 40 pounds heavier. And now I have to go back into that mindset that I need to put myself first. I need to concentrate on my own self-care. Because if I don't concentrate on my own self-care... Who am I going to help? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I 
talked about it in my earlier podcast too. It is it is such a challenge. Even if we do really well for a while, it is so easy for our life to pull us back right into, I call them our normals, right? So they pull us right back into our old normals. So whether or not that's working a ton or whether or not that's getting fast food on the go or whether or not that's you know sitting on the sofa instead of going for a walk, even though we might know that those things are going to make us feel better, better eating and moving a little bit. Um, it doesn't mean that they're an easy switch or an easy thing to do when life sends us for sort of this rocket ride. Exactly. When that rocket hits, you always go back to your comfort zone. Yeah. And our comfort zone oftentimes is eating, lack of movement, not caring. Yeah. And caring about everybody else except ourselves. So you said your spiritual practice that you let that go. Is that something like of the things, like what are you picking up first this time? This time I'm really taking care of myself. I am working spiritually. I do meditations now, gratitude journals, um, practice journaling. Yeah. Just getting really inward. I'm working with healers throughout Kalamazoo County that are helping me to overcome some of the limiting beliefs when I run into them. Because this time I realize I need help. I yeah. can't do this by myself. Yeah. So what have you found some of those limiting beliefs are for you? So some of my limiting beliefs were I'm not worthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not valuable. So if I'm not valuable, why do I care about myself? Other right. people don't care about me. Right. Why bother? But, you know, I've worked with them to overcome that. Yeah. And as I overcome that, I keep dropping those limiting beliefs. But then as I drop them, I uncover another one. Yeah. So I've discovered that I really need to go on this healing journey in order to help me skyrocket my health, my wealth, and taking care of myself. Yeah. Well, and I remember, so a few, well, it wasn't this last winter, but it was the winter before I had this inspired idea to do a um, holiday, what did we, oh, holiday caroling. Yes. We all came around to my neighborhood and, well, not all of us, but a a large number of us came around to the house and we did this caroling and Michelle shared something so profound for me because as you'll, as you've heard, when I went and started your turn, I sort of had to take a leap of faith, right? I didn't really know what it was going to be or if it was even going to be a thing. I mean, I, I didn't know when you talk about uncovering the next thing. I always mm-hmm. thought I was mediocre. Why could I be anything great? I was mediocre. I was just a medium. I was a medium size. I was a medium in school. I was a medium. I wasn't mm-hmm. anything awesome until I started, for me, that shift was movement, right? And now right. I've really focused on more spiritual stuff, but I know that you are restarting with the spirit aspect. And what did that sort of open up for you when you started working down that spiritual path? So for me, it started about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, I was very graciously um, given a position in a Native American tribe. Before that, I didn't really know spirituality. And through working at this Native American tribe, working with the people, I really found my spirit. Yeah. And while I was working with them, I realized I have a passion for helping others. Others need what I have to offer. And I was also doing Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Which... Who's that? Dale Carnegie um, wrote a book, and he's been known for years in the leadership aspect. 
And he helps one of the five facets is confidence. Okay. And I gained my confidence going through that. Yeah. And I had, right before I got hired at the Native American tribe, I was in a job where I was let go because I was overhead. Now, tell me if that doesn't hurt, hurt the unworthiness, unvalue. Yeah. So you can see where those limiting beliefs were being validated for me. Yeah. And so through that process, I started feeling unvalued at the tribe. It was not the tribe itself. They were a very loving community. It was one person, you know, it was my manager. Yeah. And I was able to finally say, you know, if I, I've had enough. I have a voice. It's important. The world needs to hear it. So I took that jump of faith. Yeah. And so what are you helping people? Like what are, you're very inspiring to me. What are you showing other people the way? How are you showing them the way? I'm showing them that money is more than just a product. It's more a piece of paper. There's a spiritual aspect to it. Money is actually energy. Yeah. And are we exchanging that energy equally? Are we willing to get what we, you know, give and take? Is there an equal exchange? Yeah. And so I've really found my calling in the spiritual world. I'm helping a lot of um, people in yoga, um, massage, really find their own value and help them see that what they have to offer is very valuable. They just need to put the right price tag on it. So you mean that they're doing these things, which we would consider to have a spiritual meaning, right? Mm -hmm. Like massage is a healer and yoga can be a healer Mm -hmm. and they're not charging the appropriate miss to then receive what they need to receive to continue that life to help others? Exactly. Yeah. There's so many of us that undervalue ourselves. Yeah. And look how much work you have to do to get your yoga yoga teacher training. Yeah, yeah, it's You tons. know, that's a lot of yeah. lot of work. But some people are only charging $10 or $5 or a donation. Yeah. Is that really feeding their soul? Right. And if they get enough of that where it's not feeding their soul, they're going to die. Yeah. They're going to give up what their passion truly is. And so I've been helping people discover that. But not only that, and I'm helping other women discover their true value yeah because all of us have value and we have so many unrecognized skills within us that we forget about yeah so michelle we invited michelle to your turn did a workshop a few weeks ago and it was called the healthiest you 2020 and i've stated if you've listened to some of my other podcasts i've stated that i believe that there are four aspects of health i believe there is nutritional health I believe there's physical health, I believe there's spiritual health, and I believe there's financial health. And my belief is they all tie into one another. So for instance, I love yoga. I love yoga. I love this specific studio in Kalamazoo, and I go to intentional yoga as often as I can. Now, we also have a membership to the Y, and having two memberships in a household, I only work part-time, and we have five kids to take care of. So... So how is it that I can then have two fitness memberships, right? And so for my financial health, I had to stop going to yoga for a little while through the holidays. And that was okay, and I was able to do some stuff on my own at home. I sort of kept up the best of my ability, a practice in my living room, again, with Yoga by Adrian, who gets another plug. And um, now just recently, my husband said, okay, your yoga is back in the budget. You can go back to yoga. So there's like a give and take there between money, mm-hmm. the exchange of money and health. 
in addition to shoes. You know, I tell people all the time, right? Running is such a passion of mine and shoes aren't free, Mm -mm. right? People say, oh, running is the cheapest sport. Well, not when you have to go lay out $200 for a pair of shoes and a pair of socks so you don't get blisters in addition to running, right? If you're running in the winter, you need the clothes and stuff to do it. So there is an exchange between money and health because without money, you can't get the shoes. Without the shoes, you really shouldn't be doing the running. And I love you, but we really want to keep you body in an upright Mm -hmm. position without problems with your feet and your then your hips and your backs and all that stuff so it is always an exchange and then nutrition is what fuels those things but nutrition and money go together too because I can go buy Twinkies for a dollar 29 at the little Debbie's and my kids would be so excited and yet is that really feeding their health but healthy organic foods are very costly. You can tell me all day long they cost the same, but I know because I buy it and they do not. A bag of Brussels sprouts is not the same as buying a box of Twinkies. It's just, it's not. A, it's more expensive. B, it goes to waste. And then if you add in the necessary equipment to chop the Brussels sprouts and to roast them in the oven, Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes a whole nother form of financial. So I really believe that those for things. And you're right. If you don't have the right mindset, you can't accomplish anything. No. You can't. No. No. So where do you feel like, like this was a huge leap of faith for you, mm-hmm. for you to go out and for you to do this. Do you, like, I feel like I was called to do your turn. Do you feel like this was a calling? Like this is your life's purpose? It was. Yeah. Um, I did some, I was part of a group called um, Your Year of Miracles with Marcy Schomhoff, who okay. brought who wrote um, with Jack Canfield, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah. And she writes another book, Happy for No Reason. And in that book, um, she goes into finding your passion and your purpose. And we did a meditation and then authentically journaled. Well, when we authentically journaled, it came up that I was to help women in domestic violence and out of the prison system. Okay. But I can't do that for free. No. So I knew this was my path. I, I had finance in my background. Right. I've been so, doing yeah. finance for 27 years. Right. Michelle's been in executive finance for years. Right. So how can I take that and turn it around? How can I help women? Right. So you sort of feel like this isn't your end. This no. is just another step on the road. Exactly. This is the first step. Yeah. And then there's another step. Because once I can fill everything from my cup... My saucer is going to help those people. Oh, that's so beautiful. Right. Yeah. Because we talk about, um, right, you got to fill yourself up first. Yes. And then you can, right, you can't give out what you, you cannot give out what you don't have. Exactly. Whether that's money or whether that's anything else. You cannot give up what you don't have. Exactly. So I find it so fascinating that, so your, your right now is to support women Taking, learning how to take care of themselves, learning how to ask for their worth with dollars, right? Is that right? That's right. And then you feel like you've got a greater purpose, and that is to help other women who are coming out of either the the incarceration system or domestic violence. Yes. To get on their feet? Exactly. I have a really good friend that is facing domestic violence or was in a very... A, a, relationship where she was pushed down yeah and she never knew her worth right and watching her come out of that being able to step away she actually came up to michigan from another state before she could actually recognize this 
And through her, I recognized these women don't have confidence. They don't know how to, a lot of them were never in control of their money. So they don't know how to ask for money, how to value themselves. Um, They're going to be very limited because these people have, you know, have really pushed down and taken all their belief systems away and made them feel like they were worthless. Yeah. And so I feel like I have this purpose to help them gain their confidence back and be able to sit there and recognize the abundance that is waiting for them. Yeah. And thrive. And thrive. Exactly. Yeah. That's my word for the year is thrive. Is oh, I love that. Yes. That's awesome. So that is so wonderful. I, I've had, I haven't had a situation myself, but I, I also have known some women that have been in situations and some of them have come out, not all of them, but some of them have come out and, and watching them sort of even find that first job. Mm-hmm. A couple of them didn't, they didn't work. Yeah. So having them sort of come into their own. And then now that I do have this responsibility, how do I even manage it? Right. Yeah. And that's how you collect resources. Yeah. Uh, Spirit um, has put some very gracious people in front of my path. I've um, just recently been introduced to an organization here in Battle Creek that that is their mission, is to help people that are coming out of jail to find work by putting them to work on their land first. Oh, nice. And then... So that way they have the experience and then can go out there and get a job. Yeah. So like their first step. Yes. Yeah. To come out and, and start to sort of take ownership of their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I sort of feel like it is, it all, one of the reasons I wanted you here is because I want people to know that money is, it's so much more than just money. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just about the dollars. It's about how we see that money. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a friend of mine who, um, you 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 would not know that she because she seems to be doing very well and has lots of things buys lots of stuff doesn't seem to be struggling and yet constantly is thinking about how poor she is mm-hmm. right and and when she started to to run and start to work with your turn a little bit her confidence began to grow and all of a sudden she started to see that she really had all of this at her disposal and began to look at the good side instead of in the positive side, instead of maybe all of this negative rumination, which I think is how I gained my power. It was slow at first Mm -hmm. and yet slow is a relative term, right? Right. But once I started to feel that I was powerful in my body, all of a sudden I started to see that I was powerful in other areas of my life. And all of a sudden I started to want the next thing where before I sort of had been afraid of, thinking I could even have the next thing because really I didn't wasn't really deserving of the next thing where for me that was where movement came in and everyone comes to their um purpose and comes to health from a different angle and so that was one of the reasons that I wanted you here knowing that the way you're coming at it is different than mm-hmm. maybe what mine was exactly. but so important yeah so what do you think like so you're on this sort of spiritual journey right this inner journey what do you think um, in regards to the other pieces of health that are starting to come to you from that? So during the spiritual journey, I found that food is medicine. Yeah. And that's how it heals my body. And so through the spiritual journey, I've learned, you know, health is wealth. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we have to give up 
certain things to have that health. Yeah. And movement's important. My body needs that movement. And it doesn't have to be hard movement, right? It doesn't no. have to be like we have to go and hit hit hard things and do if you want to that's cool too right? right like you do you we actually have a new yoga studio here in texas corners that is called health is wealth yoga awesome they, it's just opened up last year um i haven't even gone in now it makes me sort of sad that i haven't gone in there because i believe that i should right like i should be going in and checking them out but yeah, yeah they've got a new place over here called health is wealth yoga which is kind of cool that you just yeah. said that that's what made me think of it but right, so how do you think that um, helping people financially, do you sort of talk to them about how that is a piece of their health? I have not, yeah. but I go into it with the mindset. Yeah. Because I look at their mindset because we see patterns. Okay. So you see patterns in your money. Yeah. Well, those same patterns happen in your health. Yeah. And your mindset and so many other pieces, your spirituality. Right. Yeah. When you're in your high, you may be very spiritual when you're in the low you're not going to be right necessarily yeah and so they all are a key component of one another and we have to look at those old stories yeah because those old stories affect our confidence who we are how we value ourselves and when we don't feel valuable then we're not going to value our health we're not going to value our wealth and we're not going to value our spirituality right so they all come together yeah that's awesome. As one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I found that. And I think I find that in most in most of the women that I work with. I also find that some of the women that I've worked with in your turn sort of put a they use um, movement as a band aid. Right? So I've seen a lot of that too, where they're using they're doing the movement and they're using it as a band aid to cover up where I feel bad in other areas. So I'm using my movement as a way to get away from some of these other things that I'm sort of afraid to look at. Right. Some right. of these other things that I'm afraid to deal with. Now, I'm not saying that'll be forever and I'm not saying that that's right, wrong or otherwise. Just that's something that I've sort of noticed with some women that I've worked with in the past of um, trying to come to terms with. I don't really want to deal with that. So look at me. I'm going to get, you know, physically movement healthy mm -hmm. and I'm sort of going to let all these other things slide and I'm going to really ignore I'm just ignore all these other pieces of my life, which are a lot of them are mental patterns of, I can't do that. And I should do that for you. And mm -hmm. how challenging those things are to overcome. And sometimes it's easier to run away exactly. where with money, we need it for everything. It's a hard thing to run away from. Exactly. But then we also have to realize that money can be sought in other different energy forms. Yeah. So what does that mean? So let's say you, I need to get healthy and you need some financial coaching, we could barter. Yeah. Or let's say you need a babysitter and somebody else needs, you know, yeah. your turn. Right. There's a barter system there. Right. So many people don't recognize the barter system anymore. Yeah. Because we can still get what we want, but just in a different form. Yeah. We exchange it. Well, I met with, um, and she'll be on another podcast. Her name is Heather and she's the co-owner of Just Move. And she was talking about just that this morning when we were meeting, we had, a, I did another year turn interview and, um, podcast interview. And she said that she's bartering for someone for a membership to do a few of the technological things that she just either doesn't have the time for, doesn't have the the know-how to get some things done. And so she said that they're doing that. And in your turn, we've done that. I've got a woman right now who's been doing my hair um, so that she could do um, one of the programs that we've run. So I've done that myself and I find that that's awesome. 
Yes. Like, I think that is so great because my hair is very expensive. It's very mm-hmm. expensive to get your hair done. It is. And someone to do marketing. Like, what Heather, well, I don't know if it was marketing, but anyway, whatever she was talking about, like, those things, we do have value. And it's a win-win for everyone if we choose to look at it that way. And I use it for my self-care right now. I'm yeah. getting massages. I'm getting some um, emotional counseling done. Yeah. And it's just a matter of saying, this is what... You know, are we exchanging the same value for both? Right. Yeah. So that we both feel like we're getting the value we need. Right. Walking away from it, feeling good about what I got and exactly. what I gave. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. I do that. Like your turn when we first began, because I was so uncertain and sort of um, nervous, I will say I was new and, and sort of felt like maybe I wasn't good enough. I had a lot of that going mm-hmm. on too. I actually thought, oh my God, no one's going to want me if I don't have all of these letters and certifications and things like that. And um, so at first I was really utilizing the the knowledge of others. And then as the nine years have gone on, I feel like I've, not that I, I'm not doing that. I don't know as much as them, but I do feel like I've gained so much confidence and so much um reassurance in my own capabilities that um that we I now ask for donations right and the donations like if you want to come and enter a program we get a donation and I sometimes set the bottom level of the donation knowing that it's reasonable and that and we use that money to support the women that come in right so they come into the group and they make a donation to your turn. And then your turn goes ahead and uses that money to support some of the ladies that come in that maybe can't afford the new running shoes or can't afford even the race entry fee, mm-hmm. right? So we've done that for probably seven of the nine years that we've been around just to make sure. And it's, a, it's just a barter system, right? Yep. You give what you can and you're going to, right? People are going to receive it. Just, it reminds me of, um, there's a movie all about I can't think of the name of it now but it's sort of um right we we don't realize that we can receive in a different way of of giving and I don't know I can't remember so I'm gonna let it go but but you know there is been this throughout our whole history our whole history was raised on the barter system yeah and we were once we started getting that competition we had to we gave gave way to that barter system right because we felt like we had to we had to get something yeah in return in the monetary form right but if we can get back to that barter system yeah yeah i think a lot of the stress our a lot of our money stresses will go away right if we can take some of that on i actually know another lady too and they would do exchanging of child care yes um and it was back when i was going to the y and the one doesn't matter. It was about tot spot and the kid didn't feel, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, and they would barter child. I do remember them bartering child care. But we don't value that as much as we probably should because there is a large monetary value on that, which is why so many women don't work because of child care. Exactly. Right? It's too expensive. Yes. And I just was working with somebody last night that didn't feel valuable because she was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And I turned it around on her. I said, look what you would have to do if you weren't a stay-at-home mom. You would have to take that paper money yeah. and pay for your child care. You would have to pay for, you may have to pay for someone to help clean your house. Look at how much you may have to spend on money because you may not, or I mean spend on food because you don't have the time right. to prepare food. Right. I said, so there's a lot of value in you. Right. And then the clothes. 
Oh yeah, right. Close. And then the gas and the car. Not all stay-at-home moms have their own, right? They don't. Exactly. Not everyone has two cars. I know that exactly. we all like to think that, but for a long while, when I was a stay-at-home mom, we did not have two cars. I only got a car on the day that I drove my husband to work because, um, because that was the way it was. We we're only a one-income family, and and there's you know, and that was truly the way it went for us for for some time, actually. Exactly. So, so um, as we're thinking about moving forward and. I'm always kind of wondering what can be next for your turn. You know, I really feel like people don't understand how that money piece plays in. So I'm so grateful that you are willing to come and share this because I do think it's something that we need to think about. And I think talk more openly about, we shouldn't be so afraid to talk about money. No one says you got to share exactly how much money you make, not asking you your dollar figures, but also understanding that, you know, our health is tied to our dollars. I, mm-hmm. I just had a friend over here recently. It was, it's a friend of mine's um, friend and she came from out of town and she is just finished up her most recent um, cancer treatment and she had to, she couldn't work right mm-hmm. during that time. She was too ill through her treatments and she I mean, she would when she could, but she's like, God, I, and I sort of joked. I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing you had a million dollars, right? Just sitting around waiting for your treatments. And, you know, our health is our wealth. It is. It is. And we need to start valuing it as such because I, I said it in my introduction. I'm going to say it again, but our health is the only thing that's truly ours. Mm-hmm. It is the only thing. And there's a saying that says, Either pay for it now or you'll pay for it later. But one way or another, your health is going to get you. And and you can take it on the front end and make sure that you're doing. And not everyone gets super successful benefits. And cancer happens to a multitude of people that, you know, not exercising wouldn't have, you know, done anything about that per se. But there are a lot of things that we can starve off if we make sure that we take care of ourselves. And sickness is expensive. Yes. Her loss of income, the cost of her treatments and the cost of her um, her needs, her ended up being medical needs, was so expensive. And mm-hmm. now, granted, it isn't to say that her health, she could have done something different on the onset of that, but just how expensive that was. And if that piece isn't in your, you know, sort of quadrant of what health looks like for you, mm-hmm. you may end up with some challenges down life's road. Definitely. So, Michelle, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm super, I did not know that that was where you wanted to go. And I am, I am really, I'm just so pleased that that is something that you're taking on and that you're going to learn more about and see where that road leads. Because it is true that there are so many out there that could use the help of how to get on their feet and and someone that they can turn to that they can trust, right? Yes, and that definitely. gives them sort of that, um, I don't want to say loving touch that they need, but um, definitely some of that, I don't want to say female support, but you know, yes. it is different when it comes from someone with some empathy and some compassion. Exactly. And having a little bit broader scope than just the dollars in the balance sheet. Right? Yes, definitely. So thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for the invite. This was wonderful. Well, I'm excited to see um, where you go. 
I love the idea of you working towards your life purpose as I feel like that's the road I'm on too. And it's nice to have a sister in the game. I mean, I know that there's lots of sisters in the game, but it's nice to know one and have one at my dining room table. So, all right. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you, Mel. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you.